Hello there. Hello there. Welcome back to another episode of Star Wars in a Galaxy. Watching all the Star Wars we can get our hands on. I'm Eli. I'm Jacob. And today we got a special episode for you guys. So we're going to be for y'all. So here's the thing. We don't usually think of ourselves on here on Star Wars in a Galaxy as a news podcast. There are lots of other great podcasts that do that. And we're just not interested in doing that. No shade to anybody else who does. We're just, that's just not our thing. But when you have Star Wars Celebration Europe this weekend drop, maybe, and I, as I described to Jacob a few minutes ago before we started recording, as, what I, in my opinion, the biggest Star Wars news drop of a single day in three years. And the last time was Disney Investor Day, Disney Plus Investor Day, which we also did an episode on this show about. I feel like you can't not cover what we got. Because this is Star Wars, I think, probably like what we're what we what we got revealed at celebration is probably going to take care of star wars comfortably through 2026 or 2027 it certainly won't be the only thing and i'm sure more things will be announced but we have the broad landscaping for star wars of the next five years i'm pretty confident about and that's we got got a lot of stuff that's huge that's enormous and so how jacob and i are doing this we both took some notes i took quite a few notes about major stuff that was revealed. We're recording this. So this is coming out the Friday after Celebration. We're recording this in the middle of Sunday, Pacific time. That's the other thing is that the British time messes it all up because it's like 10 p.m. in in in, in Britain right now. And obviously the convention isn't happening. But so these are, this is we're covering all the things from the first three days of Celebration. There's probably going to be some more stuff on the final day tomorrow, which is Monday. And I'm going to just put it out of the way. Jacob, how excited are you for Bad Batch Season 3? I'm I'm very excited. I thought Season 2, I thought Season 2 was pretty spectacular. Again, um, that hasn't been announced, but there's a Bad Batch panel on Monday, and that's like the only significant piece of news yeah. I expect to be announced tomorrow. I just wanted to cover our bases with yeah. that. We are either going to be proven right or horribly wrong, and I don't see how we'd be proven wrong, because that's like, honestly, the thing I was most expecting yeah. from this celebration is Bad Batch Season 3. I mean, finger, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Season two was a phenomenal, it was a phenomenal leap. Oh, absolutely. I was really jazzed about it. I know a lot of people really pumped about it. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for season three. I'm, I'm wondering what direction they're going to go. And they have a lot of possibilities. This they do have quite a few possibilities. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm excited for what Corbett and Rao and the team are going to be doing. I find it so, and the other thing is I find it so unlikely because animation takes a long time to develop at Lucasfilm. I just know this. It takes, it takes quite a while, like often sometimes as long or longer than the live action shows. So not only do I think they're going to announce it tomorrow or what will have been tomorrow, you know, again, we're recording this on Sunday, but yeah. not only will this be announced tomorrow, I think they're working on it right now. That's how confident I am that, that right. it's happening. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised at all, but let's get to the stuff that was actually revealed during the days that we recorded this. So Friday morning, I woke up because again, I'm on I'm on the west coast of the U.S. and Jacob's on the east coast, so he probably would have woken up to this too because all this happened when it was like 4 a.m. for me here. I woke up to a an eruption on Star Wars Twitter. A that's the only way to describe it. It was a fucking eruption, and this eruption was due to the Lucasfilm Studio Showcase, which is basically. Now, it got introduced in Anaheim last year, which Jacob and I had been to, but we weren't there that day. Basically, Lucasfilm Studio Showcase is basically like, okay, we're going to give you 
all of the major news in this one panel. And they did that. They definitely did that. They definitely gave us all oh, of yeah. the major news. All of it. So I'm going to go in loose chronological order, starting with, I feel like we got to start with, with the thing that we've gotten the most information about. And by the way, certain things about certain things were announced on different days, and I want to cover them as they were came out, not as like, so I might like cut you off with Jacob if you talk about a certain thing with certain projects because it wasn't announced till day two. There were a few things like that. Okay. But I think we should should talk about the show that we that we've been here that this convention has been used to hype the most, which is Ahsoka. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, of course. We got was... our first teaser trailer for Ahsoka. That was the big highlight. Like that was the big highlight actual content wise, actual like what we can see wise. And we're not gonna do a full breakdown of the trailer. We'll obviously include a link to a description. I was watching the Bombad cast that morning as they were the trailer. It was extremely fun to to see their reactions to stuff. And but you know, obviously some of the highlights is and Jacob, I was a little reluctant when you were saying this before when we were talking about Ahsoka, but you kept pushing this, and I I think in a major way you are right. But this is in a this is this is in large part season five live action of Star Wars Rebels. I don't recall I don't recall saying that idea in particular. I don't recall saying that, but I I am thrilled to see I am thrilled to see the characters the characters from Rebels back. I'm thrilled to see Sabine. I'm thrilled to see Hera. I'm thrilled to see Chopper. You know the whole gang. Yeah, we got the so, announcement as well. I can, can I can I talk about? It? I, I, that's not till day two. I, I, I think. I think that's not okay, until well, day we, two. We saw the back of Thrawn's head in the trailer. That's, we saw the back of Thrawn's we, head. We know who is playing Thrawn. That's all very we'll exciting talk, as well. But, yeah, but we'll talk about that. That was revealed day two. That was revealed yesterday, not Friday. But what we can talk about is live action Sabine Ren Natasha Lubordizzo. Harrison Dula, Mary Elizabeth Winston, Phantom 2, C110P, Hu Yang, David Tennant voiced Hu Yang. Uh, and of course, we saw our hologram of our precious boy, Ezra Bridger, played by Imanis Fondi. And yeah, there's 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 no way to, to, to say it other than we are getting a live action continuation of a story that that was ended five years ago. It's been five years now Gosh. since the end of Star Wars Rebels. <laughs> I think it, I think it, I think it's like five years in a month or something. I think it ended in March of 2018. March, yeah, March, April, yeah. May, yeah, sometime around. That. Uh, it's been it's, it's been, been a years. long five years. It's been a long yeah. five years. Think about how much think about how much in Star Wars has changed in yeah. that time. It's oh, it's, absolutely, it's pretty incredible. So I'm and, I'm so excited to see these to see these characters back to see the story continued. You know, it left us on such a big yeah. cliffhanger, but we've had so much that's been filled yeah. in since then. I'm I'm honestly curious about how they're going to approach it. There's so much more scaffolding now. Yeah. What I'm actually really excited about, about this, this show, and this is specifically me, and I, I don't know why I'm... Again, if, the, if, it, if it had happened this way, if it happened the other way, I wouldn't have minded. But I like that this story is not only the Rebel sequel. It's a very important story to tell, but that's not all this is. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely not. I think it's it's, I mean, it's clearly Ahsoka's show. Then yeah. obviously in the trailer, you know, we saw, we saw what we saw. We saw, you know, at least for now, how they're framing it. And yeah, I, I think it it given that it's a live action show, especially I I I, I like the approach. I mean, this is a very rebel centric. This is a very rebel centric way of talking about it. But I am a massive rebels fan. 
I like the approach of, you know, it's a live action show. It could be seen as, oh, this is the the Rebels follow up show that certain people have been been begging for since the minute that uh, since the minute that Rebels closed up shop. But I think that I think that the early signs are promising that it's not going to be primarily about that and they're going to be worked into the story hopefully and obviously I think, Ahsoka, a, I think a major part Ahsoka of that story. story will be about that absolutely but you know we have those characters those two new characters which we might as well get into talking about now balan yeah, skull read... and shin hati played oh, by race balan yeah balan skull oh, is ray stevenson's okay. character's name and shin hati is ivana sokno's character's name they are and i haven't looked into the, these sources so i'm gonna i might edit this out if if i'd proven me wrong i saw this on the wikipedia article so again not sure if, if what sources they verified for this but from what i've heard balan is an ex-jedi he survived order 66 mm-hmm. and he fled to the unknown regions and while he was there, he fell to the dark side. That's what I heard. Oh, okay. And, and, and of course, so did his apprentice, Shin. Yeah. Obviously, as many people have noticed, their lightsabers aren't really the red we know from Star Wars. Yeah, they're, they're different. They look different. They're, I think it remains to be seen, though, is that they're like an, orange an artistic... Tint. Oh no, Dave confirmed. Yeah, is that an artistic da- there was an interview choice. with oh, Dave where he confirmed that it was like, it's a different color? It's a different color, and that was intentional. Oh really? Oh, that's so exciting! That's yeah, so Dave exciting. confirmed that um, it was it, it was it's it was a intentionally different color to like like that that they're not quite Sith. Oh, okay, that's 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 very exciting. And then obviously we have Ahsoka and her signature, her signature white lightsabers. Yeah. It's gonna be the show of of unconventional lightsaber colors, I guess. Oh, absolutely. The other one I want to, the other shot I want to talk about because I'm I'm very excited. I because I wasn't because I remember sharing this with the Bombay cast people on that stream when that happened, which is we saw and and I heard rumblings of this, but I didn't think it was gonna actually gonna happen. But Genevieve O'Reilly is going to be in Ahsoka as Chancellor Mon Mothma, which is and she incredible. Was so- That's great. She was so good and she was so good in Andor, and now we, we're gonna see her on the other on the other side, you know, trying to build, yeah. trying to build the new Republic. That's, that's, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. So, and, and, and I don't know if you noticed this, this was revealed in like a still that had some of the characters identified. The, the man to her right, it was a senatorial delegation from the new Republic that she, we saw in the holograms. The man to her right, the hologram to her right, played by a guy named Nelson Lee is a man named Hamato Ziono. Hamato Ziono, okay. He's the senator for the planet Hosnian Prime, and he and his wife would later give birth to a son they named Kazuda Ziono. Oh, wow. Wait, seriously? I'm not joking. This is not a joke. Oh my gosh. Kaz's father is in live action. I guess they're, they're, they're... They're saying, "Hey, should have watched. Should have watched Resistance now. Should have watched Resistance if you did." Which is not the um, movie I expected nice. to make in a million years, but I love it. I love that's it, nice and I to, love it that to, they're acknowledging Resistance. That's nice to tie it into Resistance, you know. Yeah. Sequels haven't gotten the sequel era hasn't gotten the most love in the past couple of years. You know, I think after the after the trilogy concluded, they're they're giving it a little bit of time to settle. But obviously, as we've seen, as we're going to talk about, there is. There is still much in the works, which is exciting. So yeah, yeah. Any other thoughts on Ahsoka, or do you want to move on to the next next big part of this? Only that I think I'm so incredibly likely to fucking adore this show, and I'm so excited for it. 
I think this show is onto something truly special. This show, I think, means a lot to me because of Dave and his, like, he has completed, in my mind, a hero's journey arc that's not <laughs> so different from the characters he's writing. You know, he started really? out with anim he's he started out with animation and George, like, you know, trusted him with the legacy of the saga basically at the time. And then he carried on to Disney and he kept making sure that they they stayed, you know, faithful to lore and stuff like that. And and not that Disney had any malintent. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, you know, he he was the one at Lucasfilm who knew of George's intent more than anyone else. That's true. And, That's of, fair. Of, of, of how George wrote more than anyone else. And and then he and then, you know, he was and then he met and then he shadowed JJ and Ryan on Force Awakens and TLJ. We know this. So that to learn more about live action so that when it came time for the Mandalorian, which he eventually got a decent position on, he, you know, directed a few episodes and, but, and, and he was John's number two, but it wasn't until season two that they started bringing in people like Bo-Katan and Ahsoka that were characters he created for animation into live action. And now this is the apotheosis of that, where he is directing and yeah. writing, directing a few episodes of and writing the entirety of a live action show about characters he created for animation. Like that's, that's, a, that's yeah. a fucking hero's journey right there. And I'm so excited to see like the, the climax of that, the ending of that, where, where Dave gets to be the fully realized star Wars creator that George thought he could be. And also it just oh, yeah. looks like a really freaking great show. And I'm so excited for all these characters and, going into Ahsoka as the main character means weird force shit to the max and you know how much I love that so yeah yeah nothing but good things I, to say I, about this show you're absolutely right you're absolutely right this does feel like in many ways an apo the apotheosis of of Dave Filoni's career with Lucasfilm with Star Wars you know going all the way back to all the way back to 2008 Clone Wars as you said and what a journey what a journey it's been really terrific what he's He's brought so, so much to, to the Star Wars universe. I think, I don't think it would be a stretch to say in terms of people who are, at least in terms of, of people who are primarily creative, creatively involved in Star Wars and not just from an executive standpoint, but he might be the most influential person for Star Wars in the past in the past what yeah 15 decade, decade yeah, 15 say, yeah. years i think if like what would star wars look like today without him it would be so yeah, he, it would be so so different it would be extremely so different I'm, and I'm, and you know like that's that's the other thing is, is that like you know there's only really been one show and i'm actually glad that this is changing now a little bit and not because i hate dave because i think we need a bigger collection of voices in the star wars storytelling space but really, up to this point, there's been one show that has been kind of away from from Dave's, like, vision, I guess you could say. And that's Andor. Yeah. Even Kenobi, which what, didn't have anything to do with him, they still used his characters, they still did the things, you know. Um... And yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and Bad Batch is very much him do, playing the George role that George did him when he was on Clone Wars, but now he's passing yeah. it down to Corbett and right. So he, I think he texts in time to time with them, but I don't think he's in like I don't think he's controlling everything they do or anything. But yeah, 
when it comes to the main theatrical Star Wars stuff that they're doing, the main on-screen Star Wars stuff they're doing, it's it Dave is one of the most integral parts of how they do it. And I'm I'm so glad that he's getting rewarded for that. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, uh, absolutely agree. Yeah, but that, it, I, I'm just stoked. Also, by the way, can we talk about Ahsoka saying that Thrawn is back as heir to the Empire? Very yeah. funny, Dave. Very funny. Very we funny. all uh-huh. see you. Yeah. Again, a lot of these sentiments I've seen online, like these are not like I just I just want to really want to because like I I remember when I saw the trailer first and I I heard as heir to the empire. I'm like, all right, so we're doing we're doing it this way now. Okay, I see how we're doing this. I see where we're going. Like, uh, and I'm like, okay, next you're gonna tell me there's a dark force rising and we have to get rid of Thrawn's last command <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm super excited about Ahsoka. What What are your thoughts about Ahsoka? I haven't been, I haven't been too thrilled so far with how Star Wars has brought live action or how how they have brought you know animation first characters into live action i haven't been the most thrilled with with some of the execution that being said i'm still very excited to see what to see what they have cooking up and i am i am a little sad that 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 taya sirkar the the actress who voiced sabine in rebels did not get a chance to to play her in live action because you know around last celebration actually we saw you know, she had kind of a poignant goodbye to Star Wars, to Rebels on Twitter. And I, and I really think she, she could have done a she could have done a good job. But, you know, nevertheless, the show rolls on and I'm, I'm very, very excited to see what will become. I actually of, tend to uh, agree with you about the Rebels the... characters in this next chapter. Yeah, I, I was I tend to agree with you about Tia. I think she could have could do it as well, though. I don't like but they picked Natasha Lou Bordiso for a reason. And did, I yeah. have a confidence. Sure I have confidence that like. You know, Dave's in charge of this entire thing. I know technically it says the executive producers, John and Dave. I don't, I want to know. I really want to know exactly how much involvement John Favreau has with this show. I really do. Yeah. And I don't mean that as an insult. He has plenty of other things to be doing right now. He's in charge of Mando. He's probably very focused on Skeleton Crew as well. But this is yeah. Dave's show. They didn't just pick Natasha Lubordizzo without like. Dave saying, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm this sure, is the one. Yeah, I'm sure she'll do a fantastic job. Yeah, um, I'm sure she will. All right. We're going in, in a bit of weird chronological order for the panel. Not exactly, but whatever. There, there was a lot. But I think we should, but I, but after we do the Ahsoka, I think we should go next with the big one. The, the elephant in the room. Everybody, I want you to get out your Count Von Count finger hands. One Star Wars film. Two Star Wars film. Three Star Wars film. Ah, ah, ah. Three Star Wars films announced officially at the studio showcase. Wow. I thought we were going to get announcements for films. I didn't think it was going to be three. I thought one, maybe two, if we were lucky. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting, especially... We got to talk about, I think... I, I feel like we got to build up to them. I feel like, because the, the order they announced, I feel like were especially important. The first one announced okay, okay. was directed by of Logan and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. That's the two movies they put on his resume specifically for this one. James Mangold is directing a movie about the dawn of the Jedi. The oh, first I'm, Jedi. I'm so excited for this one. This one I'm is so going to be... Here's the thing. 
I, well, first of all, we know that David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, the, the Game of Thrones creators, that's what they were supposed to be doing when they were doing their Star Wars, like, trilogy or whatever it was. I don't know what form their project was looking at taking, but when they were doing their Star Wars project, that was what it was supposed to be. And it does seem like one of the most obvious places to go for a Star Wars story, which doesn't mean I hate it by any stretch of the imagination. I don't, I think this is a fantastic idea. And I, like, it, 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 like, I knew we were going to get it some way. And I think that, you know, a lot's going to come down to, because I'm not a huge fan, like, not, I'm not, I'm not huge into James Mangle's work. I haven't seen a lot of it. It's going to come down to a lot about how I feel about, Child Dial of Destiny, which I, it lo looks great so far. We got another trailer actually at the studio showcase. I didn't write that down because it's not specifically Star Wars. I'll just say that based on that new trailer and based on everything I've seen, I'm very excited for the Dial of Destiny and I'm hoping it wraps up that saga in a fun and classic way. I'm not somebody who particularly likes Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, although I don't hate it as much as some people do, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm, but I'll, I'll read a quote from Mangold about this. I thought about a biblical epic, like a Ten Commandments, about the dawning of the Force. Where did the Force come from? When did we where, when did we discover it? When did we learn how to use it? These are this is like the meta philosophical shit that like like it, I think if handled well could be some of the most introspective, most interesting, most deep Star Wars media we've seen in years. Yeah, I'm. I'm this this one is is gonna be very very interesting. I hope we get some, I hope we get some some serious, some serious deep looks into the forest. I hope we get some maybe some maybe some Tython on action. Maybe Ooh, some deep core, Maybe the first lightsaber. Osis. I don't know. Oh, first lightsaber. Osis. Yeah. yeah Osis. Oh, you know, um, I can already feel it. I can uh, already fucking feel oh, it. Oh gosh. Yeah, I'm. I'm the first pilgrimage to really Ilum. Cool. Oh my god. Yeah, Ilum. Depending on how they how what they keep from yeah. legends you know like the old yeah. the, the clan wars with the the pre pre lightsabers with the, the force blades oh my well, god we do know there's, actually, there's a lot of potential we, with this one we do know that this takes place twenty five thousand years before the skywalker saga which is Damn, around the time they're going far which is around the time the the dawn of the jedi comic series which depicted these exact like events took place is that legends. is that uh or legends legends there were a few, like, I think Legends books or and or comics, I forget exactly, but they were called Dawn of the Jedi, and they literally took place 25,000 years before the, the, at the time, six movie saga. So yeah. that part, at least the timeline that part, the, seems mirrored for Legends. Is that around the time of the, the, the genesis of the Republic, or when did that, when did that happen? Because how does that fit in? No, that, that's got to fit the, into this somehow, well, if, if it's this... It, the details are very hazy about early. all of the films, actually. I like, can't help but wonder, are they going to address, you know, in Legends, obviously, we have the uh, the Rakatan, the Rakatan Infinite Empire, you know, are they going to, are they going to address that? You know, there's a lot of theories in Legends about, you know, why are so many planets all inhabitable? Why are they all breathable with the same atmosphere? Things like that point to the Rakatan Infinite Empire. So I'm wondering, are they going to make reference to any of that? Or is it going to be wiped away? That, yeah, I'm I very don't, That's something that I'm. Uh, I, that I don't I'm know. It's, they're all good questions to ask. I wonder how 
because Mangle could take this in literally any direction he wanted to. Oh and yeah, like, absolutely. This, I think this one seems like the most open-ended of all three of them. There's no tie-in, you know, there's no tie-in restraints. There's no, um, there, there is not going to have to work in any existing characters, clearly. Well, um, he might have to work in one, but even that one is very flexible depending on how he wants to do it, which is, um, where, would it they unveiled, they've, they unveiled an era's map of, yeah, um, yeah, I saw that. And the, and the iconography for the Dawn of the Jedi era is a man known as the Prime Jedi, who, oh, we've, I'm not familiar. who we've seen, we haven't actually seen the character, but we know, but, but, and we haven't seen the character in the flesh or alive, but they're symbolic, like the, the, like the symbolic representation of the Prime Jedi. We don't know if they're real or just like a representation of what the Jedi mm. used to be back in their earliest days. But oh, I see. The but the, a, a collage of of that person was carved into Luke's Jedi Temple. Not not Luke's Jedi. It was carved into the Octo Jedi Temple where Luke was hiding out in The Last Jedi. And this was all explained into The Last Jedi Visual Dictionary specifically. We don't, again, the details about this person were left so vague and so, like, we don't even know if this person actually exists or if it's just, like, a fabled thing, like, oh, legends tell of this prime Jedi who existed, and blah, blah, blah. We don't even know that. So Mengel has a lot of room to play with that. Plus, who's ever writing this movie? Because we don't know that either. No, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be fucking that's gonna be fucking crazy, and I'm so excited to see it. Yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be sick. I I can't wait. That one's gonna be sick. Let's let that, so now. Let's go one. to the second one. Budding. A final film culminating the Mandoverse, directed by Mr. Dave Filoni. Dave directed Wait, a live action film. Is it sounds like it sounds it sounds like a fucking mad lib. Like I never would have imagined, and I'm so glad he gets this opportunity again. I I am one someone who's very positive overall on Dave, and I think he has earned this. And I think that like I don't think I would have thought that he would have been the one they tasked to direct. I thought Rick Famiyiwa or maybe Bryce Dallas Howard would be the one they tasked to direct, but they tasked Dave with this, which means they really trust his directing now, which I know there were some early criticisms of his live action direction, which were completely fair because I wasn't a huge fan of the first episode he 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 directed and wrote of The Mandalorian, but... Y'all remind me, which episode was his, was his debut for live action? Gunslinger. The Gunslinger. Gunslinger. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But his second episode was the Jedi, so you know. Oh well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I don't think you like the Jedi as much as I do. I like it fine. I like okay, it. Okay, yeah. It's a great episode. Okay, but but the culmination of the Mandoverse, the culmination of Mando, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew, we presume, all of that in a film directed by yeah. Dave Filoni. And when is it? Incredible. When is it slated? We don't. We don't know. We don't know any of these when 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 it, when when any of these are slated for. Oh, okay. So it's that's interesting then because we don't know exactly how much more of the yeah. Mandalorian are yeah. we going to get. Is season uh, three now? I haven't been keeping up too much with the news. Is season three going to be the last season? Are we going to get more? I don't think season three Boba is going Fett to be last season. I don't think season three is going to be the last season. I'm not sure. Again, a lot of it's up in the air, but. I've heard whisperings of season four going around. Like I've heard like Dave, Dave and John kind of talking a little bit about season four, 
I think there's going to be at least season four of The Mandalorian. And that would that, that would make sense. And I think they might fit another season in there. Other than Skeleton Crew 1 and Ahsoka 1, I think there might be something else in there. Maybe a Book of Boba Fett 2, maybe Ahsoka 2. I don't know. Yeah, again, we don't know when, when this is happening, but we do know that it's happening yeah. and Dave is directing the film, which I think is a is a is a laudable choice. Um, yeah, it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be very interesting for sure. It's gonna be very interesting. Especially since I mean Rick Rick Femiwa did he did confirm that uh, the the Mandalorian like the title no longer refers to just Din. It's no longer con- Din's no longer considered to be the only main character. So it's not just Din Jaren and Grogu anymore. So I guess that might point to another season where we where we see more more branching out potentially more more Bo-Katan. I would guess maybe maybe they bring back Boba Fett, but probably not. I would I would bet on. Boca I think more. I think we're gonna get more of Boba Fett. I really do think we're gonna get more of Boba Fett in some way. But, Whether that's but in, in the Mandalorian. In the Mandalorian, I'm not sure. Again, depends on where they take. I, it. I, yeah, I, I would. I would feel more confident betting on a second season of of Book of Boba Fett. Maybe. So would I, but but you or never. Maybe know. not. I don't know. Yeah, but you never yeah, know. You never I, know. I, I'm not saying I con- I'm confident to predict anything. And then we have Fair the enough. biggest announcement of all three of them. Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy, director of some Academy Award-winning documentary features, as well as a few episodes of Ms. Marvel, is directing a Star Wars film about the New Jedi Order 15 years after the events of The Rise of Skywalker. And then she brought on, oh she and then she, Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy, took to the stage and she, and she said, I'm going to introduce you to our Jedi Master. And she brought on Daisy Ridley. Ray Skywalker oh boy. is returning. Oh boy, this is this is going to be quite something. This is going to be quite something. Sobbing, I was sobbing. You were you were hyped. This is you, like I can't imagine what how how much this is going to mean to all of the sequel fans out there. I know it was a divisive trilogy, and I know like. It's still pretty honestly. I'm surprised they they're doing this so soon. But I mean, I think it's going to be a few more years before. Yeah, but still, you know, it's only it. been so I think... it's only been four years since Tross. No, it hasn't. It's been a, a little over three. It's been a little over three. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. And and, and I, I think that you know, am I a bit afraid of the discourse coming back around the sequels? And stuff like that. Have I already seen people talking about bringing Ben Solo back and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I've, I've stu- this is, these are conversations I've seen. And, you know, I, I have my opinions on them. And I'm sure other people have theirs. And I'm not here to judge anyone's opinions about them. But if this really does happen, if Ray comes back as a Jedi Master, and this is a, a big sticking point for me and a lot of fans as well. And I think, and I can't imagine they wouldn't do this if Finn is a Jedi Knight by her side. If John comes back, if John Boyega comes back, if Finn is a Jedi Knight by her side, then this could be something truly special for me. Yeah. I mean, as far as, as far as what you said about discourse, I think, I think at this point, I think we've all learned our lesson. I've learned my lesson, which is. I think some of us have learned our lesson. Just avoid, just avoid it. It's the, my main take on on getting into the weeds on the internet, you know, you know, talking to people, you know, face to face, you know, over the podcast, you know, that's one thing. But getting in the weeds with with people on the internet, it's just not worth it. 
it's yeah. just not worth it. This like, explains, by the way, the to- total dichotomy of our podcast, because Jacob and I are completely different on this aspect. And I, depending on the mood, like to get into it with people sometimes. And I again, don't, I, don't. I, I don't. I'm not saying that, that Jacob's do. I'm not saying that Jacob's opinion is bad by any stretch of the imagination. No, I'm just saying we have different styles of doing things. Do. Yeah, I, and, I don't do Twitter. I don't do Reddit. <laughs> I barely do YouTube comments, you know, I, I, yeah, d- dude, the dis, I mean, I can't even say discourse cause I haven't even seen it, but I've seen like, even on, even just on YouTube, I've seen some pretty, I've seen some pretty questionable takes about uh, the latest episode of the Mandalorian, for example. Oh, so have I, so have I, trust me, all the takes have been there. And, everyone's, um, everyone's just got an accident. Uh, but anyway, but I'm, but, but this, this, this film is brimming with potential. I can feel it. I'm so excited that Ray is going to be directed by a woman. This is the first woman to ever direct a Star Wars film. This is the first person of color to ever direct a Star Wars film. And I think those Exciting. are both things that are long overdue for this saga. And I yeah. think that this has a, the potential to be like something really great and propel star wars films into an age post both chronologically in universe and out of universe skywalker saga yeah i I guess that's that's, i think i'm i'm very excited i think i have a lot of issues with the sequels you know they're not my favorite that being said the one thing I could never find fault with is the the actors and the actresses and their performances. And Daisy Ridley put on one hell of a performance in those movies. And I think she always brought her A game. So I'm I'm pretty thrilled to see her back. She's gonna be doing her thing again as an older Ray. I yeah. really hope, I really hope we could get I really hope we could get, you know, John Boyega back. Maybe even maybe even Oscar Isaacs doing some Poe. Yeah. I think you I know, think maybe, all maybe three of them Rose. Yeah. Rose, great, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, For me, I all of the all of the other, and, and not to have, to be offensive to any of those other characters, because I love all of the characters of the Seedle trilogy. Poe, Rose, Janna, any of those characters are cher- are racing on the cake for me. I'll be cherry on top. So for you, if you're just you're just thrilled. You're just so thrilled to have Ray back. That's fair. If it's just That's Daisy fair. and John, Daisy and John's all I need. Daisy and John's all I need. Like it's I, I think John is as critical as Daisy, honestly. Is it can uh, is anything confirmed? No, we don't know. But, yet? Yeah, seems, we don't know. You know, he's given some interviews where he's been pretty he's been a pretty ambivalent. He he's he's said he kind of back, so. both ways, but but I yeah, I just I just don't know. The answer is I just don't know. Yeah, well but regard, here's regardless, the thing. it's got a ton if of if John doesn't come back, if John doesn't come back, it's not for lack of trying. That's the thing. Like, I seriously doubt that Lucasfilm sure, is just yeah. not going to ask him. Yeah, um, that would be, that would be weird, yeah. That, 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 that'd be really strange, but yeah, now we get to, and that was at the end of the studio showcase, but now we get to the beginning of the studio showcase, which was a bunch of footage that, of course, Jacob and I, neither of us were at Celebration, so we didn't see any of this footage, we just have secondhand descriptions of most of this footage for shows that were announced. First one, I want to get this out of the way, because this one, we can't really talk about because we don't really know anything and or season two they're filming and or season two right now they showed some footage but like the most bare bone footage of anything they showed because again it's still filming right now and 
obviously Gilroy and Luna were both at Celebration and they've talked a little bit about season two of Andor, as well as some other actors from Andor, Genevieve O'Reilly, Adria Arjona, uh, Denise Goff, and Kyle Soler, as well as some others, I'm sure. I I heard that Cassian was running around in a suit, like a very, like, a very nice looking suit at one of like at like what looked like what might be one of Mon's dinner parties. But like that's all I've heard about it. We really just can't say at this point. Yeah. I mean I'm I'm very excited for whatever happens with season two. You know, I've I've made it clear how I feel about uh, about season one of Andor. Personally for me it was by far my favorite live action star wars thing that disney disney has produced so i'm I'm really excited to to get more of that hopefully and have that open more doors for star wars yeah absolutely i'm I'm excited for andor season two not as much as some other things on here though that doesn't mean i'm not excited about it it just means there's other stuff on here speaking of other stuff on here i want to talk about this one because this show has gotten the most coverage other than ahsoka at celebration let's talk about the acolyte oh the acolyte Oh yeah. We, so oh, they yeah. were what shown think? a I think this trailer and I've seen a leaked version of the trailer and here's what I've written down. So the weirdest headline that's been inspired by this one which I just love and I think this is going to be and, and like every again I I I I'm very reiterate I've just said this a few times on the show I think. Every time Leslie Hendland is given the opportunity to talk more about the acolyte I like what how she views Star Wars more and more each time. She pitched this show apparently as Frozen meets Kill Bill, which is maybe well. <laughs> one of the weirdest con- combinations I've ever heard. But I kind of dig it. I'm not gonna tell you try it. <laughs> but I, I but I but I kind of dig it. I, I really do. Yeah, I, I think it's a really interesting approach. It's very martial arts inspired. That's what I keep hearing. Very martial arts, very samurai, very back to those roots of the proto star wars stuff it is there, there's a there's a very there's a quote that seemed of great importance to those who watched the trailer the quote that stood out to many people who saw the trailer was it's about power and who uses it that's a lot of the general stuff we can get into specifics but but afterwards but that's a, that's a lot of general stuff about the show you want me to just get into the specifics of the show yeah what do you i i've not so i have not uh, so it opens with this one so. a jedi master played by lee jung jay who's one of the top build people in the cast Okay. talking about teaching younglings about the force and about like it, about like obeying the power of the force and how you should trust your instincts there's it, it sounds very similar to obi-wan's dialogue to luke in new hope of course we know that this takes place at the end of the high republic era in fact the first thing that headland said when she entered the panel for the acolyte or for the studio showcase for the, the acolyte section was for light and life which is the slogan of the Republic during the High Republic era. Yeah. Carrie Ann Moss is playing a Jedi Master who is apparently seen who's apparently seen fighting the main character played by Amanda Stenberg, who I think is probably the titular acolyte, though we don't know. And of course, this is a, a cool thing. Actually, I'll, I'll do this one too. The final shot of the trailer was apparently about a half dozen, maybe a few more Jedi igniting their lightsabers all of different colors the most lightsabers we've seen ignited on screen since like revenge of the sith and then we get we get to the final stuff which is apparently four episodes of the acolyte have been fully completed and we know this because kathleen kennedy says she's seen them (laughs) so uh, again that i don't know how many episodes it's going to be it's scheduled for release i think it's going to be the first star wars thing released in 2024 so 
I don't know how many episodes it's going to be, but four of them are completely done. Apparently. That is exciting. And then finally, Jonas Swatamo is returning to Star Wars, played Chewbacca, took over for Peter Mayhew in the sequel trilogy and Solo, and he is playing a Wookiee Jedi Master named Kelnaka. You always love to see a Wookiee Jedi. You always yep. love to see a Wookiee Jedi. Uh, and and, it, and it's that nice bad. that you and this is back. Yeah, that's all. That's all the notes I have for for what we know about what we heard about the acolyte on day one. We heard a few more things about the acolyte and Ahsoka both on day two, which we'll talk about when we get to it. But what are your impressions on all of that? I don't know. I just want to see. I just want to sit back and 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 see where it goes. You know, I'm I'm very excited. I'm very excited for. Or however it turns out, I think Kathleen Kennedy saying she's already seen four of the episodes kind of ups my excitement because I I hadn't realized it was we were at that stage, I guess in it in its creation. So that's very exciting. Yeah, and this yeah, one's been um, specifically been in the development for quite the a while. The footage sounds great. I guess it has because it was announced. Was it, it was announced at the long... investor day or the? It was announced at the investor day. Yeah, it was announced at the investor day. Man, I thought there was something before. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, Investor Day. That makes yeah, sense. It, um, it, it, it was announced at Investor Day, I'm pretty sure, yeah. But we knew that Leslie Henland was working on a Star Wars project way before that. No, that's that, that, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So the, it could have been in the works for... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's been in the works for quite a while. What was I going to say? But yeah, so that's that. Now we get to... Before we get to the final thing, I want to actually take a pivot. And I want to talk about another Star Wars show. The Mandalorian. So, Jacob, depending on how much you want to know about this stuff, because here's the thing. At Celebration, very much like Obi-Wan Kenobi, but a little different in one regard. At Celebration, people who went to the studio showcase were given tickets to an early screening of Chapter 23 of The Mandalorian. Oh, I I will, you know, since I'm already kind of a bit out of the loop this celebration cycle, I will politely decline to hear any hear any spoilers since I would like okay. to see the episode I, I, when it comes out. All I will out, say, so and, 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 and I, I haven't seen that many spoilers. I know what happens in the episode through the cold open. I know what happens in the cold open and that's it. I know the title and I know the cold open. There's some pretty cool, again, not going to spoil anything. I, and just generally from people who saw the first episode, of the, for that episode, I've heard they loved it. I've heard... They think that they think it's very good, and I'm excited to see it come this Wednesday. That's all I'll say about this, I guess, for now. By the time we release this, it will have already been out. So there's that. I won't and I won't tell you the other details. So let's get to the last thing revealed in the studio showcase. Skeleton crew. We oh, a a crew. And, and, and an exclusive trailer slash teaser was released for those in the room, and people have described some of the stuff. Apparently. Jude Law's character, who we've known is gonna Jude Law's gonna be in Skeleton Crew for I think almost a year now. Jude Law's character is force sensitive. One of the kids asks if he's a Jedi. We don't see the answer to that, but Jude Law's character is force sensitive. Also very interesting. We have yeah. we have Bryce Dallas Howard coming back uh, well, as one of the directors. Yeah, so the we'll, we'll, let's get to the directors now. The directors for Talican Truve and revealed as John Watts, David Lowery, the Daniels, Jake Schreier, Bryce Dallas Howard, and Lee Isaac Chung. A very eclectic mix. 
And I'm I'm excited to see all of their takes on Star Wars, especially the Daniels, who just, of course, recently came off of everything everywhere all at once. David Lowery did that film, The Green Knight, that came out a few years ago. John Watts is obviously from... From the from the Star Wars from the Spider Man and Lee yeah. Isaac Chung did that film Minari and also he directed The Convert in season three of The Mandalorian and of course Bryce is a known quantity now she's done now four episodes of Star Wars television so that's that's very cool yeah it, it, they they've they've taken a lot of inspiration from like the early Amblin productions the Spielberg stuff E T the Goonies that's always been described as an inspiration for them. And some of the kids are being played by are played by Ravi Cabot, Ravi Cabot Conyers, Kiriana Cratter, and Robert Timothy Smith. We also think that one of the main villains of the show, based on what we saw in the trailer, could be Vane from The Mandalorian. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting because I I did. And what little research I could do, I, I found out that John Favreau said that the idea for Skeleton Crew existed for a long time before before Disney Plus even existed. So it has been in the works for quite a while. Interesting. So it, yeah. it may have changed. It, that that seems to suggest yeah. that it may have yeah. changed over time as these things. Also, they're also as these characters often do. played by Ryan Kira Armstrong, who I think might be one of the kids, though I'm not sure. De Adepimpe. And Carrie Condon, who you might know if any of you listening have seen the Banshees of Inishirin. She was in that. That's all the info we have about Skeleton Crew as of now. And of course, it's going to tie into the bigger story with Mando and Book of Boba Fett and Ahsoka. But but that's all the information. That's that's everything I have for day one. Any closing thoughts before we get to stuff with day two? That's really that was really the the, the meat of it all. No, I mean it was a it was a monster day and there's there's so much to be excited for. There really is. Oh yeah, there, there's so much to be excited for, and we're and, it's, and this is as Count Dooku would say, this is just the beginning. Here we go. Day two, we had our Ahsoka panel. Three major details, basically that that, that we need to, or four, I guess, because I saw another one. Of course, the thing Jacob wanted to mention, but I politely asked him to say for day two. Lars Mikkelsen transitions into live action as Grand Admiral Thrawn. I mean, it, it, in some ways, it felt like a bit of a foregone conclusion or an open secret for, for quite a long time that this was who it was going to be. But it's very exciting. It's very exciting, I think, nevertheless. I am get that so goddamn excited that they that they did it, that they are officially bringing Lars back. He seemed, I'm so, because, like, you know, there were, there were whispers that they weren't going to do it, that they had other ideas for people, but... I'm so glad that they did it. I'm so glad that they that that they're doing it. It took me a while to come around in season three to Thrawn's voice, but once I I got it, I got it, and I can't hear Thrawn any other way or see Thrawn any other way. And I am I'm so excited. It's gonna be it's gonna be really really. I I think it's gonna be great. I think that's gonna make it great. Speaking of other things that will make it great, we got our composer for Ahsoka. Announced, Mr. Kevin Kiner. Kevin Kiner oh, is yes. composing the score for Ahsoka, making his first live action, making live action debut in Star Wars. He, of course, did the music for Clone Wars, Rebels, and The Bad Batch. And it again, I think Dave said like it only felt right, and it really does. You know, he originated Ahsoka's musical journey, and it's only right that he makes the jump with her into live action. And we got our director and- list. Oh, really? 
We got our director list. The directors are, of course, Dave Filoni, Peter Ramsey, who did Into the Spider-Verse and also did The Pirate earlier this season of The Mandalorian, Rick Famuyiwa, who we all know, Steph Green, who directed Chapter 2 of The Book of Boba Fett, Getzinger, who directed episodes of a bunch of shows like, I think she was... She directed, I think she had directed a few episodes of Mad Men. I I forget exactly. She directed a few episodes of Mad Men, a few episodes of like Daredevil, I think it was. Yeah. Some episodes of Orange is the New Black, How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah. Just a a bunch of, just a bunch of stuff. And And Gita Patel, who directed, among other things, an episode of House of the Dragon. And that's our, that's our director's list for that. Overall thoughts for the Ahsoka information. I don't know. It seems like a. Seems like a winning combination. It, yeah, fronts. I, I they're firing wait. on all cylinders. Really and I'm wait. excited about it. Next, we got one that I that that Jacob and I are probably some of the least knowledgeable about because we're very behind on this stuff. But I thought this is very important because of its increased prominence and importance, not both in the Star Wars scene and in live action specifically, which is the higher public. We have details about how oh, this yes. thing's going to end. The higher public panel was yesterday. Obviously, we knew this. Phase two is closing up shop by this summer. It's going to be done by the summer. Uh, phase three is original is officially going to start this fall, due to the they they released season, phase two of the High Republic very quickly, and they decided to slow it down for phase three. So phase three is going to begin this fall and going to wrap up spring of twenty twenty five. They've just been they've just been moving through the High Republic so so quickly. I mean, how. Yeah. Gosh, when did it even start? It feels like it just started. I can't. THR started. I, it, Light of the Jedi was 2020. Yeah, I can hardly believe. I can hardly believe how fast it's. No, it wasn't. Sorry, that's a lie. It was 2021. It was 2021. It was 2021. Kidding. It was 2020. You're it was kidding. very beginning of 2021. Light of the Jedi was was which January 2021. It's been two years. So we're. It's been two years and change. Wow. Two years and three months, basically, yeah. And that's insane. How and in that time, how many novels will we've had? Well, well, are we talking about adult novels or just novels in general? Because I'm trying to think. I think novels, if we're counting the, like the if, comics if, and oh my god, if we're counting like closing down to like if, if we're ca- counting like already gotten through fa- fa- the wave two of phase two, which we haven't completely yet, but if we are, then that would be. I think that would be. 15, 15 novels, three novels for each wave, three, three waves in phase one, two waves in phase two. So yeah. That's insane. It's, it, it, <laughs> That's it, they've, really... they've been cranking out the stuff and, and, and they're creating a really interesting part of the universe. You know, I have, I have not read a lot of it, but I know of the kinds of stories they're making and there's, there's some really interesting stuff. And I would advise, again, I'm not saying that I'm, that, that I'm the best authority of it. I'm not clearly because i haven't read most of it but what i have read is really interesting and they, they're diving into a really interesting part of the universe they obviously the expanded the roster of authors quite a bit for phase two of the higher public they're doing it a little bit more for phase three they're adding already quite established star wars writer Alyssa wong who's doing who's writing the current run of dr afro comics to the to the to the author roster of phase three phase three is going to start one year after the events of the fallen star which was the last adult novel of phase one because phase two went back in time oh yeah and so here we go so there are three waves of phase three like there were three waves of phase one wave one 
is going to be the Eye of Darkness. Each each wave comes with an adult novel, middle grade novel, and YA novel in addition to all the comics. But I'm just looking at the novels right now. So wave one is going to be adults going to be adult in November 2023. The Eye of Darkness, George Mann. YA, Defy the Storm, Christina Ireland, Tessa Grattan in March 2024. And Escape from Valo, Daniel Jose Older, Alyssa Wong, middle grade in December 2023. And then wave two is going to be the adult is Temptation of the Force, Tessa Grattan, and Beware the Nameless, which is a middle grade, uh, Zoraida Cordova in summer of 2024, and then Tears of the Nameless, which is the YA by George Mann in fall of 2024. And then wave three is going to be Trials of the Jedi, adult, the, the adult novel of Trials of the Jedi, Charles Soule, YA is Into the Light, Claudia Gray, and A Valiant Vow, the middle grade by Justina Ireland, all releasing in spring of 2025. This is significant because Soul, so Soul Gray Ireland is the combination of three who are writing the last adult YA and middle grade novels of the High Republic. They also wrote the first three. So it's ending how it's beginning. And I guess, so, I guess... That kind of begs the question, are they going to do, are there going to be more, you know, capsules or I guess what we're calling it an initiative? Yeah, initiatives. Yeah. Like this. Are there going to be more initiatives like this for Star Wars where they push out a whole raft? I'm not sure. I I, I, I don't think that that Soul and people like him are going to be done with Star Wars anytime soon. And they also did say, this segues very well into the next part of this, that although the initiative the public initiative may be concluding we are far from done with the era as a whole and as they said that they brought out leslie headland leslie headland because her show takes place obviously she was talking about how much a fan she was of the star wars books and how excited she was to play in this area era of star wars that had only been defined by literature and then she revealed a detail that was not revealed at the acolyte studio showcase rebecca henderson who is one of the actresses in the acolyte is going to be playing a an older version of High Republic favorite Vernestra Rowe. Vernestra Rowe is a Jedi Knight at the time of Phase 1 of the High Republic. This is around, I think, 200 years later, so apparently Miriallan... No, not 200, I think 100 years later, so apparently Miriallans can live that long because she's a Miriallan. But this is the first like established character that we know is going to be in the Acolyte, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. That uh, Oh, one last thing for Day 2. Yesterday, Dave Filoni, along with Athena Portillo and and not Henry Gilroy, was the Killian Plunkett, and as well as some of the actors, Matt Wood, Matt Lanter, James Arnold Taylor, Ashley Eckstein, Dee Bradley Baker, you know, all the classics, did a oh yeah. Did a special panel commemorating 15 years of Star Wars the Clone Wars. All right. It's been 15 years. That's, that's right on my alley. At the oh, well. end of the panel, Dave announced that there's going to be a second season for Tales of the Jedi. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. I Yeah. He did not announce anything more. He just said there's going to be a second season. We had so much fun doing the first one that we decided let's do a second one. And that's all the news for day two. Yeah, hard, hard to complain about a second season of Tales of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited for more Tales of the Jedi. I think it's going to be great. I also, I remember texting one of my friends. I think it was, I forget who it was exactly. But I, I'm like, imagine being Dave Filoni that just because you liked doing a, a show, an animated show once, you're just like, fuck it, let's do it again. Like, just imagine, like, that, that basically, 
Tales of the Jedi as a as a concept, both seasons, the reasoning behind creating them have been because I wanted to, because Dave <laughs> wanted to. Yeah, like that's incredible. I love that so much. And then day three, which is today, has been quite a quite a quite a low key day, but there's some there's some highlights that I'll read for you, and that these are not going to take long at all. We got our final trailer for Jedi Survivor today, which Ooh. is going to release in a few weeks. Not much to report except for one thing that I, that I found interesting and I'm surprised hasn't happened yet in a Star Wars video game. Cal is going to face a Rancor in the events of Jedi oh. Survivor. Haven't we confirmed that the Coruscant is going to be playable as well? That was yeah. that was part of it, but, right? But I think that, yeah. that that that's been we've known that quite for quite a while. We saw Coruscant, but I think we knew Coruscant oh, was going yeah. to be in the game for quite a while. And that's, so that's for Survivor. And then finally, the publishing panel was today. They did some High Republic stuff, but they did some non-High Republic stuff. The, the, the thing that I'm I'm most excited about, I mean, they, they didn't do like any crazy announcements for non-High Republic stuff. Apparently, Rise of the Red Blade, which is that Inquisitor novel by Delilah Dawson, might have some connections to the High Republic. I saw that in something that Laura Kelly from Force Toast uh, podcast tweeted, but... From a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi, this was obviously announced a few weeks ago, and we have some details now. Kristen Baver's story, as you know, she's the host of This Week in Star Wars, and she does a lot for Lucasfilm, and she's writing a story for, for Return of the Jedi from a certain point of view, and her story is going to be about size noodles. Oh, all and right. Adam Christopher, who you know I'm a huge fan of, he is one of the, I think he's the only person who's written stories for all three from a certain point of view. And of course, he wrote Shadow of the Sith as well, which you know how much if you've listened to the show, you know how much I love that book. He is, for Return of the Jedi, writing about one of the characters from Shadow of the Sith, who is around in Return of the Jedi. Not maybe the one I hoped for, but he's writing about one of them. His story is going to be about Enric Pride. Oh, all right. Because, of course, Pride served in the Empire. Interesting. And if you've yeah. read, you read Shadow of the Sith, you know that... Pride had a bit of a problem, a bit of an addiction to death sticks. <laughs> yep. And we know that, and and Christopher confirmed that part of this, his short story is going to be dealing with Pride's addiction to death sticks. That's going to be, that's going to be very interesting. To, to, <laughs> it's so, it's so strange. I love it so much. And then. It's interesting for Star Wars to delve into. Yeah. And then they talked a lot about the Star Wars timelines book, which is going to be like an out of universe reference book, which I'm very excited about. But they did announce an new in-universe reference book you know those like secrets of the jedi secrets of the sith you know that kind of stuff like the bounty hunters books legends of the bounty hunters the in-universe reference books that they've been doing you mean like the bounty hunter guild like those ones? No, no 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 no. the the it, those are yeah I'm, I'm i'll show you like secrets i think it's called secrets of the jedi or something like that are you sure it's called the path the jedi path are you talking no, about no, 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 different, no, no. i'm different. not talking about the jedi path i'm not this is canon this you're is not different. you're not talking about the handbooks I'm not talking about the handbooks. I'm talking about... Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Rebel handbook is canon, though. It is, but I'm not talking about earlier... that. I'm talking about this. I know the earlier ones are not. Okay. Secrets they're in-universe the in reference that's in books. Uni like, that's in... Like, they're they're written by the Jedi about, like, by, the, like, 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 this is, like, written, this is, like, telling the events that led up to huh. the sequel trilogy from Luke's POV, basically. They did one for the oh, Sith, okay. and I think they did another one for the Bounty Hunters, if I... If okay. I'm not incorrect. Interesting. They did one for the... Interesting. Yeah, here's the ones of the Bounty Hunters. Secrets of the Bounty Hunters. I'm not sure if this one's out yet, but yeah. Point still stands. 
They announced another one. They announced a fourth one that I thought you might be interested in. They're doing a fourth in-universe one. They did Secrets of the Jedi, Secrets of the Sith, Secrets of the Bounty Hunters. And now the fourth one, Secrets of the Wookiees. No kidding. I'm not joking. This is not a joke. No, yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That that was officially announced. That's unbelievable. You go Lucasfilm. You go Star Wars. That's that's what I'm talking about. Secrets of the Wookiees. They're all written this by a... this guy, Mark Sumerak, and I think he's ri- he's written all of them. Actually, let me show you, actually. Here we go. Here's the here's here's the screenshot of the, here's the picture of it. Here it is. No way. No yep. way. Oh, that's sick. There, to quote, uh, to quote I think that's Vir- Yaga Agabari from, from Higher Public. There's, I think that's Gunji. Wait, are those the fucking right Wookiees in the red clothes from the holiday special? I was just going to say that oh looks awfully God. familiar. And I Look, think what I think that's Tarful. That's obviously Chewy, and of course that's Gersan right there. Let's see. Actually, it links to the ten reveals from the Lucasfilm publishing panel. Let's see what I. Let's see. So yeah, timelines. The first one, hundred objects. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. Our Return of the Jedi, higher public character encyclopedia. That's gonna be cool as well. Secrets of the Wookiees. Um, Secrets of the. And the, yeah, that's really it from oh, from Star Wars cookbook. Yeah, cool. another a new Star Wars cookbook. But yeah. Those are all the major announcements we have from Celebration. We have a quite exciting few years of Star Wars ahead of us. Timelines for the films, we don't know, but, but you know, obviously Ahsoka's next. It premieres August 2023. We don't know exactly the day, but August. Skeleton Crew will be, it's still scheduled for 2023, so I think it will be fall, maybe early winter, December-ish. Acolyte probably will be early spring of 24, and, and then I expect Andor to occupy the roughly the place it was in 2024 in the place it was in 2022 in 2024 for season two as well as tales of the jedi being in there somewhere season two and as well as season three of the bad batch being in there somewhere and i'm also decently sure although this hasn't been talked about or announced yet but i'm also decently sure about season four of the mandalorian somewhere in there so we've got a lot of and that's not even to mention the films or the games or the comics or the books We've got a great few years of Star Wars ahead of us. And I think unless you got anything else, Jacob, I think that's going to be it for this episode of Star Wars in a Galaxy. Yeah, I am. I'm super excited for everything that's coming up in the next few years. To quote Stephen A. Smith, this is exactly what I've been waiting for. And I couldn't be happier with everything that's to come. 100%. 100%. We hope you all, because this is coming out after this, we hope you all enjoyed the rematch. As of <laughs> this recording, we're filming it tomorrow. We are so excited for it. I've had many meetings with people about the rematch, and it's I'm so excited. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much to everybody who's led up at Confrontations to be what it has become. I could have never dreamed when I started it that it would get anywhere close to this, and I am beyond thrilled to be the exec producer of the of the rematch. We have some great stuff planned for that. And beyond we haven't talked a lot about ec plans beyond we we've all i think ryan's versus jerry has been officially announced now but we have plans for matches all throughout the summer and beyond too and i can't wait to tell everybody more about that but yeah follow us on twitter at in a galaxy pod instagram at star wars in a galaxy you can listen to us on google podcast spotify apple podcast wherever you listen to podcasts we will be there if we're not email us swnagalaxy at gmail.com where you can also email us with questions or hot takes or trivia or whatever you want yes yeah, subscribe to our youtube channel that's where you see will be posted except for the bomb adcast one which will originally be streamed on the, the except for the rematch which will be 
screen of the Bomb Attack channel, then edited and put up on the Inner Galaxy channel. So by the time this is out, it'll probably be there. Done. Next week. Next week, we're going to be posting a tier, our return to the tier list format. Jacob and I recorded this a while ago. We were originally going to post it this week, but then the celebration stuff came up. We decided, let's do it. Let's do this stuff this week and then postpone. But I think that's it. Until next time, may the force be with you. Always. Always.